0: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining me for another episode of the typical septic podcast i have a real treat tonight tonight we're going to be getting into ufo disclosure and the admiral wilson leak, which was probably the most famous or infamous ufo document That has come out yet that has made the most proven impact on our community Um, and who I have with me to talk about that is Michael Hall, the paranormal lawyer, Um, let me just read you his bio with a lifelong interest in UFO UAPs and the paranormal being an experiencer himself, Michael has been a field investigator for the aerial phenomena research organization APRO legal advisor to the national UFO reporting Center new fork legal and counsel and research associate for the National Aviation Reporting Center on Anomalous Phenomena, NARCAP, and a consultant to the Mutual UFO Network since 1995. Michael has also served as an attorney record for such noted ufologists as Peter Davenport, Dr. Richard Haynes, and James Harder. And on the professional side, Michael Hall, he's a a lawyer. That's why he's called the paranormal lawyer. So um, he does that as well. And I want to give him a big warm welcome to the show. Michael, thank you for coming back on my show. How are you?
1: Hey, Robert. Oh, it's great to be back with you. Um, and this is a great, a great time to be talking about this subject or any subject in the paranormal right now with, uh, with things happening so quickly in the uh, paranormal field.
0: It's really crazy. You know, I think you you being the experiencer yourself, you would know this. I think more people are experiencing things, like people are having contact, it seems like. I don't know if the ETs are reaching out to people. But then on, on a nuts and bolts side, you know, it seems like disclosure is also coming faster. And I don't know what's behind that. Is the Everett Wilson leak one of the things that kind of was behind that?
1: Well, you know, I think that that was <clears throat> probably a mistake. That was then uh, used to the benefit of maybe the deep state in what they're doing in red-pilling the public because that's indeed what's going on right now I mean if we can um, look back only to um, uh, December 16th of 2017 you know when the uh, New York Times just out of the blue came out with this blockbuster article confirming that the uh, Department of Defense and the Pentagon says the UFOs exist now. I mean, that was just a major uh, change in, in the entire uh, process because for this previous 70 years, they've all just said, you know, it's just nothing. There's nothing there. There's no NASA security interest at all. So <clears throat> when we look back just a few years now, uh, it's impossible to, to explain why all of a sudden Uh, They're going to try to bring the public up to speed on the presence of uh, UFOs and aliens probably visiting the planet. Um, So that's an exciting time for all of us to be alive right now because literally there is a paradigm shift that's happening on the planet. Um, And it's happening very quickly as we well can see. Um, You know, we survived a a pandemic. We uh, survived the economic collapse, you know. Uh, prior to that. And and now people are kind of thinking, um, you know, that life is a little short to be worried about the small stuff. Uh, and all of a sudden, I think they're going to take that advantage and kind of st- start bringing us up in, in our consciousness level to the rest of the uh, the galaxy that we're probably a member of. And, and uh, if uh, uh, the defense minister from uh, Israel is correct, in saying that there is a galactic federation out there, it's about time that we kind of stepped up to the plate and uh, maybe graduated from junior high school and and uh, try to get up to uh, the higher grades of uh, learning here in the in the in the cosmos.
0: Yeah. It seems like more and more people are doing stuff like, it seems like more and more people are opening themselves up to this. Like it's, it, I was just going to talk about CE5. It seems like CE5 is becoming real more popular and people are either, you know, they're, they're getting contact with ships. They're, they're calling in the ships. They're getting uh, messages, you know, ET downloads. Um, what are your thoughts on all that?
1: Well, you know, it's real interesting, Robert. I think people <clears throat> for decades and probably millennia, have been in contact with uh, off-world entities and spiritual um, uh, you know entities and, and and that kind of stuff individually for a long time <clears throat> but of course it was kind of like uh, you know one of those things that you didn't talk about you know in a small community when you were you know in the um, uh, turn of the century or before then uh, because people would think you're crazy or they would like you know even in the old days try to burn you with a stake as being a witch uh, but nowadays with, uh, mass communication, you know, uh, the internet, the social media, uh, having people being able to, uh, contact each other and, and commiserate with one another, uh, on an instant basis. Um, I tell you what people are, I think now kind of waking up to the fact that this is happening all the time yeah. and more and more people are now going, well, uh, maybe I'm not crazy. You know, maybe, uh, this is something that, um, uh, um, I should look into or at least tolerate in others, you know, when you hear their stories.
0: Well, th- that's what I wanted to ask you about it. You, but you bring up a really exper- important thing. Like you've had a very successful career as a lawyer and, you know, um, you're, you, you're a very prestigious person as far as like in your community, I'm guessing, because you, you have had some re- really great positions, but you're also an experiencer. So, and you, you were an experiencer at a time when it wasn't really cool to be an experiencer. You, we were, you were an experiencer when, during this taboo time. So how did you deal with that then? And what's it like coming to terms with it now that it's more accepted?
1: You know, uh, most of my life, um, I, I would have said that uh, I had not never really seen a UFO other than, you know, the general lights in the sky, you know, that you couldn't explain that kind of stuff, but nothing real, uh, up close and personal or, uh, you know, strange or, uh, weird, but uh, literally um, this was uh, 2000 and um, 2012 it wasn't that long ago actually um, When in I'm just gonna give you a thumbnail sketch of what what i what happened to me and what I did uh, Witness just to give you an idea where I'm coming from but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, coming home from my uh, son's middle school well actually I'm going to first of all my son's middle school parent meeting you know, all the parents have to go up there and kind of put in their, their monthly, um, you know, appearance up at the school just to kind of keep involved in their kids' education. And, and uh, I was going through quite a horrendous divorce at the time. Uh, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I had proof that I was involved in my kids' uh, schooling. Uh, so I'm going to the meeting about 7 o'clock at night, and you sign in as a parent when you get there on a sheet that's hanging on the wall. Um, and, of course, you know, being a lawyer here, I, I want to document everything. So I take a photograph of this sign-in sheet uh, after I signed it just to make sure I had proof that I was there. Went through the meeting. You know, it was kind of fun. Had, to, you know, some coffee and uh, brownies and stuff. And uh, at the end of the meeting, about 830 at night, um, it's over. And I, I decided to just jump in the car and go home. Um, Which is only about four minutes down the hill from this school. This is where I live. It's not very far So it's a beautiful night January 10th 2012 it's the middle of the winter Um, It was clear as a bell Um, No, hardly any stars out because it was a full moon. It was just beautiful that night I pull up in front of my house and I see the full moon just kind of like, you know rising up over the back of my house roof of my house and uh, I thought that was kind of cool but I decided to take a photograph of it but you know if anybody's ever taken a photograph of the night sky with your iPhone (laughs) it's not gonna be very impressive but I decided to do it anyway took two photographs one second apart uh, as I was standing there on the landing uh, before the front porch of my house and then I went aside and forgot about it. Uh, the next day or next morning at work at my office When I plug my iPhone into my laptop, which I do every morning, every day, just to kind of keep it charged up, um, the computer automatically asked me if I wanted to download the photos that I took the night before, you know, onto my uh, camera roll of my uh, laptop. So I did. I clicked on it. And lo and behold, the pictures that I took of the moon the night before were much, much larger That were uh, you know more detail and and really kind of nice, and then I'm looking at the first one, but I'm noticing that there is some kind of a black object, uh, triangular shaped, kind of like a isosceles triangle, not an equilateral triangle. You know, like like a TR3B or something like that would be equilateral. Uh, more of an isosceles triangle with two longer sides than the, the bottom. Uh, hovering below the moon. Just sitting there. And I'm going, what the heck is that? Matter of fact, in the middle of this black object, it was a red dot. That was very uh, noticeable. Uh, I, I know that there's nothing like that. Hovering above my house at that point or no objects that would be in the way. So I decided to run th- that that photo through a little Photoshop thing I have on my computer that lightens it up, and lo and behold, there is a literally a a craft, uh, some kind of a thing, uh, like I said, an isosceles triangle hovering below the moon wow. on both on both of the photographs that I took. <clears throat> um, but they're in different l- locations. It's just you know how you take two photographs, you're going to move the phone just slightly. Uh, so indeed, it was uh, two different photographs, uh, of the moon. I, I thought it probably took those around 8:37 PM that, that night before. Um, so I get real curious and I decided to go to the camera roll on my phone. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. Uh, but if you do and you take photos on your phone and you put those photos on a laptop or a desktop computer and then right click on the photo, there are some, um, drop-down menus that will allow you to do a whole lot of things that with that photo to get some information from it and literally this photo on my camera roll what these two photos of my camera roll were after no, before that photograph I took of the sign-in sheet it was totally impossible I'm going wait a minute here I I went to the meeting I signed in as a parent I took a photograph of it and then after the meeting I went home and took two photos of the moon and they're totally reversed on my camera roll now I looked through my rest of my camera roll and nothing else was uh, strange or different everything was in order the you know the way I remember taking the photos so um, that got me really curious I'm going what kind of glitch is this that messes up your camera roll you know as far as uh, putting photos down so, when I got to the metadata from that photograph on the drop-down menus that I was looking at uh, on that on the computer, uh, literally I got the shock of my life when that when that the information says that it took that photograph at 3:37 a.m. the night before. What? Yeah, it's just I'm like seven. 17 hours earlier than I thought I took the photograph. I have scientific evidence that I didn't take it when I thought I took it uh and uh literally it's on my camera roll as uh being taken in the middle of the night on the same day by the way it was still january 10th but that would have been like at 3:37 in the morning on january now here's the deal i i have sleep apnea and I have a cpap machine and i sleep at night with my cpap machine um literally I, I don't do anything at, at 3 o'clock in the morning if I wake up, you know to go to the restroom or something like that I would remember and um, But I didn't so that is I, I mean, I'm gonna stop the story here is because there's a, a lot of other stuff that went along with it just you know trying to figure out what happened, but it's it was strange to me that for some reason somehow uh, there's an actual, you know, and, and you hear these screen memories, you know, that people get, you know, if they've been in, involved with a close encounters, this screen memory was so seamless that literally I had no idea that I did not take a photograph at 8:37 PM when I came home for the night from, uh, that parent meeting. That scares the heck out of me as a lawyer because I'm going, I'm an analytical kind of guy, you know, it's like, that's crazy. 17 hours of missing time somehow, you know, um, and what am I doing at 3.37 a.m. in the morning anyway with a camera, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Can I ask you this? So did you um, ever try to get regressed about it or how do you feel about regression?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have a good friend of mine that's a member of the UFOI team that I founded a few years back her name is Mary Kennedy Uh, she is a Dolores Cannon trained uh, regression uh, therapist and she uh, did an an initial regression with me that that says I mean you know it's so hard to even believe these things even yourself when you go through regressive hypnosis but during that session, it was, it was, it came out that I was aboard some kind of a craft. At that time in the evening, uh, during that morning time, I'm saying, you know, three thirty-seven a.m. the night before, um, and I was kind of talking with beings that I already knew. You know, I felt like I knew them, that kind of thing. So. You've heard heard about the the whole idea of, you know, close encounters happening in a genealogical kind of, a, you know, process where if if you've had some experience, probably your parents did or grandparents did and maybe even your kids, you know, do as well. So that's um, very possible that that's happened to to me during that whole process, I think, uh, because there's been a whole lot of interesting things that happen in my life as far as synchronicities go and. And that kind of stuff that is very hard to explain, you know, in normal, traditional, uh, you know, ways of explaining things.
0: What, what kind of synchronicities? Was it things that were pointing to you that, that were saying, yeah, I had this experience, like this was very real? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, things like um, the, the fact that you literally um, will, I don't know if, you, if this has happened to you, but literally will look back uh, on events that... It could have ended your life very easily, you know, all of a sudden out of the blue There is a reason why um, you didn't go to the store at that time or you were delayed going to the store You know because of some weird thing that happened along the way, you know in a car or whatever that saved your life You know those kinds of things um, it's hard to tell if they're synchronicities or um, whatever uh, but you know and, and deja vu things will happen as well where you think wait a minute this is so familiar to me Um, I do even remember you know kind of like being able to tell where things are in a new situation that I find myself in even though I supposedly have never been there before you know those deja vu events and well uh, things happen as well Um, there's also strange events that happen that you just go wait a minute that is just weird no one Uh, normally would run across a situation like that that allows you to have a unique situation uh, where for instance um, uh, one of my clients is Grant Cameron you know the famous Canadian ufologist and researcher Um, literally out of the blue on January 2nd of 2019 he sends me a, a text which is encrypted by the way I've never received an encrypted text that said michael i'm about ready to drop a major ufo bomb and i need to run it by you as the paranormal lawyer out of the blue uh, all of a sudden i get involved in the admiral Wilson smoking gun memo of the century as richard dolan calls it uh because grant cameron one of my clients found this document that is literally i think a, a world changer
0: for the people who might be new to ufology or like, can you explain like what's in the, in the, in the the Wilson league?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Robert, I think this is one of the most important things that have literally happened in the history of humanity. And I'm, I'm being a little facetious there, but I, I, I really believe that there is only one point in the history of any human or any planet the in the universe where its inhabitants uh, literally get confirmation that they're not alone in the universe that that only happens once on any given planet Um, and I believe it happened on this planet on earth on June 6th of 2019 when the Admiral Wilson 15 page single spaced memo was leaked on social media. And this memo says, just as a real wrap up of what this memo is involving, it says that, well first of all, let me tell you what is the memo is. For the memo is two people talking. Um, one of them is the Admiral um, uh, J2, Joint Chiefs of Staff second in Command, and he is in charge of all of the intelligence departments of the military. His name is Thomas Ray Wilson being interviewed by dr. Eric Davis who is probably one of the most smartest guys in the universe or at least in this planet (laughs) and literally have been around a lot as far as the deep state goes and uh, ufology and those kinds of things and and dr. Davis is interviewing Admiral Wilson about UFOs and what he might have found out when he was j2 for the Joint Chiefs of Staff and literally this memo confirms supposedly for the first time we've all had rumors of all this stuff but the first time it's confirmed the the crash at Roswell New Mexico 1947 the recovery of bodies both dead and alive alien bodies Um, the crash uh, and retrieval of alien technology and craft and the reverse engineering of the same and the fact that the military is now uh well since then been uh in in possession of a craft that can fly through interstellar space our atmosphere underwater and through dimensions that's how earth shaking this memo is <laughs> i didn't
0: realize it had that last part in it like i you know like the all this stuff about the crash retrievals i knew about but i didn't realize it had something that we actually have a craft that can actually go up and in, in you know through through the sea into dimensions that's insane just th- thinking about that that's insane right it's like- Dim-
1: dimensions exactly that that's what they're talking about and of course uh, there's been a lot of folks talking about dimensional beings and travel you know Jacques Vallée among, among them but you know it's been talked about a long time but now they're saying that they can I mean I don't know if you have ever read any of those uh, dirds, you know those those scientific um, papers that were written for the Pentagon you know by Eric Davis and some of his colleagues on the things that they're working on you know for the future the next 50 years and one of them is interdimensional travel as well as time travel and all that kind of stuff. But interdimensional travel, (laughs) it's amazing.
0: Isn't it? But One thing I was going to say is if you control dimensional travel, then you would probably control time to a certain degree because you could probably then travel in time or or at least access some kind of alternate reality where you may be able to change this reality if you really want to speculate. So it depends on who would be in charge of that uh, craft and to, to to see what kind of message is going to be conveyed to humanity, right? Or to if that is that kind of going out too far on a limb?
1: Oh no, not at all. I mean, uh, I have literally run across reports, and probably you have as well, uh, of uh, craft just totally just blinking out, disappearing before people's eyes. You know that they see something in the sky, or other people have said that there was like a <clears throat> a saucer shaped craft. That was uh, zipping erratically around the uh, the daytime sky and then all of a sudden it goes as if it's going through a uh, a slip in the sky almost like a portal or something like that and it's disappearing uh, you know as it goes through this portal um, and and those kind of things could be you know dimensional travel or whatever it is uh, there might be, uh, multiple universes like they're talking about, you know, and everything, but, uh, and of course there's always the other crypt, crypt, uh, stuff about the cryptids, the, 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 uh, Sasquatches that seem to disappear before people's eyes, you know, Dogman, and those kinds of things as well. Yes.
0: I, 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 you know, I have Stan Gordon on my show. He's a UFO researcher here in my state of Pennsylvania, but he's, uh, I'm sure you've heard of him. He talks about that where they've had cases here in Pennsylvania where, it's weird that the the the, the they'll shoot the tracer bullet through a Bigfoot and it just disappears, or somebody fires a shotgun bullet and the Bigfoot disappears. W- what is? I wonder what that even means. If that if that means that that's like more of a supernatural creature, or if that's a hologram that the government possesses. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very good uh, analysis. Um, yeah, Stan Gordon is just a, um, a pillar in the community of research out there where you're at. Uh, and and worldwide as well, uh, he gets into, of course, you know, UFOs and Kecksburg and and all sorts of stuff as well as the cryptids, you know, and Bigfoot. And um, I'm really impressed with his his uh, studies. But literally, um, you wonder. Uh, it's almost as if uh, we're dealing with something that can be physical, biological. Uh, literally, people have hit. Sasquatches, you know, running across the road, and gotten their cars dented, you know that kind of thing, uh, and then literally they've seen them disappear before their very eyes. Uh, you'll see uh, snow footprints, you know, from Sasquatches that just like stop, and disappear. There's no no way to get out of a snowfield by you know these foot tracks that they follow. And all of a sudden, they're just gone. So maybe we're talking about something that is totally melding, um, you know, the the uh, spiritual, the uh, interdimensional with reality as well, somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like, right? Or, or maybe like, maybe because of the certain things that are going on on the earth that like, the the, the 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 world's changing and maybe dimensions are starting to merge or something like that or it seems like the paranormal is becoming more normal like people are seeing more ghosts people are having more et contact I, I don't know what it is right
1: well i tell you what um i don't know if you have any children i've got three uh four adult children actually myself uh and i've you know watched them grow up and stuff um the the younger generations out there yourself included um, uh, you guys are like totally different uh, human beings than we were as a matter of fact dr. Roger Lear you remember him the alien yeah. implant surgeon yeah. um, literally did a study on the fact that within the last 80 years or so um, these st- statistical the statistics that they keep on children on babies when they're born has just skyrocketed through the roof as far as the size of their skull uh, the length of their, you know, bodies and how much they weigh and, you know, the, the time that they can lift their heads up and, and, and be cognizant and that kind of thing. Um, I believe that there is some kind of tweaking going on as if probably there was in millennia in the past just to get us to this point in our evolutionary history. I mean, literally, people are becoming more and more um, con- conscious-oriented you know, as far as that goes, um, children and kids and young people, they're going to not going to have a problem at all with life on other planets existing.
0: Do you agree with like the work, the work of like Mary Rodwell, where she says like she writes about the book where like, called A New Human, where it seems, you know, like she thinks like that humanity is evolving into this more psychic, more um, conscious, esoteric, um, spiritual form of ourselves. Like, I guess that's the best way to put it, but a more, uh, a more psi oriented, like a uh, human being, you know, more in touch with their psychic abilities, more, uh, e- more ET contact. I mean, uh, even smarter, just smarter in general, right. Higher IQ. Uh, is this kind of where? What, what you agree with what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> um, you know, literally, um, Lots of people are mentioning that as well. My my client, Grant Cameron, has really gotten into the whole idea of consciousness raising and uh, the fact that we're all connected somehow, you know, out there. Um, literally, um, they used to think that the DNA was kind of like a, uh, a controlling mechanism within the human body that would kind of like determine who the heck we are and our skills and that kind of thing. And now they're saying DNA is nothing but... A, an antenna that literally gets its information from the uh, universe itself really? and there's yeah it's, there's, it's, it's, it's not that the uh, intelligence that we have is from our brains so much as it is being um, picked up by the intelligence of our body in the dna that we have it's just uh fascinating when you get into that whole area
0: well do you feel like we have an electrical body like that the soul is electric and the the, the body like, you know there's water waters obviously we're all 80 water that's a conductor right that can be a like, do you look at it like that that we could be some kind of like that we're energy inside energy never dies and that, you that got is, it
1: you, know, you got it robert and matter of fact um I don't know if you've ever heard of any of those um, experiments that dr. Um, I think his name is Emoto uh, in Japan has done with water you know the fact that we're like what 90 percent water like you said um, and of course we've got all sorts of chemicals and those kinds of things in there uh, as well Um, the fact that water has a memory Um, water um, if you talk to it nicely uh, does some great things for plants for people Um, if you, uh, expose it to, uh, chaos, um, you know, certain, uh, discordant music and that kind of stuff, it, uh, it literally, um, acts as an agent to, uh, to kill, you know, biological, um, you know, entities as well, like plants and, and people. So, um, I, I, at this point, I'm so far gone is that I literally give, um, uh, grateful thanks to my water that I get from a Kangen machine, uh, which, uh, makes it uh, pH balanced, you know, uh, kind of water. So I, I've kind of gotten into that lately, lately myself.
0: But uh, what, I'd love to hear about, what kind of, more about the water you're drinking, because I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, a, i, I... I'm trying to get, I was drinking alkaline water for a while, but then I realized you can't drink out of a plastic bottle or it seems like there's so many different things, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well,
1: I, I don't know if I'd worry about the plastic so much as um, the alkaline uh, water is, is good. I think uh, of course, I'm not a medical, you know, advisor or anything at all, but you know, the whole idea that um, if you can get pH balanced water into your system, um literally uh the whole idea that uh, cancers can't survive in an in uh you know an, a pH balanced system they can only uh survive in an acidic system um where you know you get you know um diet cola and you know all these different kind of drinks and stuff that are very acidic um yeah i've gone to that whole thing where i'm just i have a, a a machine that just turns my, uh, tap water into the alkaline pH balance stuff. Uh, and there's lots of different companies out there that do it. I, you know, paid a whole lot of money at one point and got the big one, uh, that sits in my, um, uh, in my basement of my house and that's what i gather my water from and use that as well i i figure it couldn't hurt anyway <laughs> no,
0: that's, that, that, that's that's amazing you know i want to get a, I, I keep on saying i'm gonna even get, even get a filter for my shower too because i don't want to be exposed to that because like i saw water tests people did on uh you know just like on youtube or something where they were testing the water for like a bunch of like chlorines and like tap water and it's it's insane it's like what are they doing are they like like literally trying to kill us and they don't care or what i mean like it's, i mean i don't yeah. know it's just it's insane like it's like you almost have to have a filter on your sink filter on your shower and 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 hope for the best right i mean <laughs> i don't know yeah. i don't know what to say because it's all well,
1: and matters. and 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 literally even beyond all of the toxic things that we're living through on the planet here we we have to um kind of look outside of ourselves to the higher power that's out there whether you believe it's God or or, uh, Jesus or whatever uh, Allah or or or, uh, anything else you need to um, protect yourself literally I mean that's the whole idea is if indeed consciousness controls it all uh, we are probably with our negative speak you know I mean 95% of our negative thoughts are I mean of our unspoken thoughts are negative. Uh, we need to uh, figure that out as well and take advantage of the uh, the white light, whatever you want to call it, you know, to protect yourself.
0: Well, what do you think about this? I don't think it's just that, like, and, you know, people are being abducted. I think that p- entities can like get into the heads of people too. And this is where a lot of mental illness comes in and stuff. Like, I don't know what kind of, maybe like interdimensional entities and stuff like that. They say that they feed off our energy or our louche, you know, I've tried to look into that for a while, and I found it very interesting because I started to look at people who have like maybe schizophrenia, and you you have to wonder like where are these thoughts coming from, right? Did you ever, you being a lawyer, like you you probably thought about this before, right?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I have uh, I have a, bl- a brother um, who recently killed himself, by the way, who was bipolar his whole right. life. I'm so sorry. I can I can totally relate, um, you know, and and I. And the whole idea is that um, people who are totally intelligent, um, totally uh, creative, by the way. My brother was a fashion designer in Hollywood. Oh, my God. uh, Worked for Arnold Schwarzenegger most of his career. Um, And other people as well did a lot of films and those kinds of things. Um, But literally, um, they are being bombarded with – with issues that they can't handle in their own consciousness it's scary and and no matter what some some of these folks do um they can't uh, they can't get better or they can't get out of that that process that they're spiraling down so i have a lot of commiseration for people who are in that situation and the, you know, the 5G and all the stuff that we're dealing with as far as our toxic atmospheres and those kind of things, yeah, that's not helping at all, you know, uh, in this whole situation. So
0: um, I got, I wanted to get back to the the Wilson League real quick, like, cause we, we went into what it was and what it said, but like, then how did it surface and who do you think surfaced it? And like, and if you want to, like your book that you're going to come out with, uh, we want I wanted to talk about that as well. I guess you could tie that into your book and like, if you could, if you could, you know,
1: Sure, I will. Um, it, the book is called Core Secrets, the Admiral Wilson UFO smoking gun memo of the century. Um, that's what the title is, but uh, Core Secrets is the short title, uh, and it should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm in the final edit right now, and I've got I'm waiting on um, uh, a forward uh, that Grant Cameron himself is going to write for me. Um, and, um, that I'm kind of excited for that to see what he would like to say about the whole process, because my client Grant Cameron, like I said, uh, on January 2nd of 2019 comes out of the blue and tells me that he's going to drop a major UFO bomb. And all of a sudden I'm going, holy mackerel, this is Grant Cameron saying that. I mean, Grant Cameron, this is the guy who literally, um, was involved in this whole process of uh, ufos and disclosure since like 1975. Um, he's the guy who uh, uncovered the um, um, the memo uh, that basically from the canadian government confirmed that the united states had told wilbur miller one of the guys up uh, in canada who worked for the canadian government that the UFO subject was the highest classified subject in the history of of the U.S., higher even than the H bomb at the time. Um, that's that Grant Cameron, and he was the guy Grant Cameron who did all the research, um, like a mole, in the uh, U.S. presidents' uh, presidential libraries across the United States, finding out what all the presidents um, knew or now know about what's going on with uh, UFOs when he tells me that he's got this major announcement coming I'm going what the heck could it be and literally um, I finally get a hold of this guy grant calls me uh, up and we talk and he's telling me that at a a UFO conference that he spoke at um, back in uh, November of 2018 um, he was approached by a guy after the conference that said, Mr. Cameron, I, I have a document. I think I need, I, you need to see. And of course, Grant gets approached by a lot of folks and can't take a whole lot of time. Matter of fact, he said he had to get out of there to go to another conference. Grant did. Uh, so he said, well, can you email it to me? Cause I, I got to get out of here. And the guy goes, Mr. Cameron, I just need five minutes of your time. And he says, "Okay, show me what you got." <clears throat> he whips out his iPad. This guy is an Australian, by the way. His name is James Rigney. I can I can say that name nowadays cuz it's been it's been publicized. James Rigney <clears throat> brings out his laptop and shows Grant Cameron <clears throat> the first page of this Admiral Wilson memo that was written by Dr. Eric Davis after his interview with Admiral Wilson. And Grant sees some names and uh, of people and programs on the first page of this document that blow him away he literally says his face went ashen because he said uh, he's been doing this research for so long he says he's only he's one of the a few people on the planet that would know the significance of these these unacknowledged special access programs that are mentioned the people that are mentioned along with them, and the timing of the entire process in this in this memo. And he says, Where did you get this document? And the guy tells him that, well, Edgar Mitchell, the Apollo 14 astronaut, had just passed away a few years prior to or about a year prior to this. And his all, do, all the documents in his estate were going to be thrown out because his his family weren't even interested in any of his stuff or his archives. And at one point, he's, uh, Mr. Rigney says that a friend of his from Australia, another guy who knew Edgar Mitchell and his family, called up to commiserate with uh, his wife, found out that she needed to get rid of all this stuff and decided that he would take all the Banker boxes of documents off her hands as a courtesy uh, to the family. And so James Rigney found out that this friend of his in Australia had a whole bunch of banker boxes from Edgar Mitchell's estate. And James Rigney, being a uh, ufologist, an amateur ufologist, and researcher himself, decided to go take a visit to his Australian friend and go through the documents that he supposedly has from Edgar Mitchell. And that's when he came across this 15-page single-spaced memo document uh, outlining all the details of what Admiral Wilson found out when he was uh, looking for proof of extraterrestrial uh, reverse engineering and biological entities and those kinds of things. And so that's... uh, That's how the uh, memo came about Grant Cameron now then gets a hold of me and we have to figure out We have this document for six months now before uh, It's actually leaked uh, on the internet because we want to figure out how indeed um, We're going to it's going to be disclosed if we can Uh, Are there any national security implications? are there any um, Top secret and uh, indications in any of these documents within the memo that would preclude us from like publishing these things, uh, rather than uh, you know getting a one-way ticket to Guantanamo Bay, you know, for insurrection or something. So it took us about six months of vetting the document, going through the programs that are listed, and going through the people. By the way. Uh, that are listed in this document uh, dozens of people listed in this document and their um, um, their their positions in the deep state to confirm indeed they're all true. every one of them that I tried to figure out was uh, you know a problem turned out to be just exactly what happened uh, and in the memo basically was uh, true and correct as far as those things were concerned so um, at that point I'm going wait a minute here This thing is literally the highest level confirmation of all of those things that we've that we've you know Been rumored to happen uh, uh, Or believed to have happened, you know in the ufology and we all know that UFOs exist and that Aliens exist and they're visiting the planet and probably have been for eons um, But no one has ever had high-level confirmation about this and so now the Admiral Wilson memo came out Uh, like I said the um, former defense minister of Israel confirms uh, I mean talk about high-level you know kind of confirmation that there is a federation of planets out there that um, literally are running things in our parsec of the galaxy and so um, you know these things are really happening quickly here and we're going to have to detail uh, or at least bring ourselves up to speed uh, mentally and and consciously uh, when this stuff really hits the fan, and the and fans, people understand that it's true.
0: Yeah, for the fans, like, what did like the researchers, like Richard Dolan think about the the Admiral Wilson link? Because I know he's a really respected um, researcher in the field. And I, I woke up to him and I, I've probably seen a video he did on it, but I'd love for the fans to hear, like he, he was in support of it, right. Or in support of you. Richard, and Grant. In-
1: Richard Dolan was support, um, support of this thing from the very beginning. And I'll tell you why. It was very interesting on the Jimmy church show, uh, before the Admiral Wilson memo was actually leaked, uh, uh actually Richard Dolan, Jimmy Church asked Richard Dolan, who is a perennial guest on his show periodically, he says, Richard, if you have ever, um, or have you ever, run across a document that you would consider to be the smoking gun, you know, proving that UFOs exist and aliens exist? And Richard Dolan took a pause for a moment and said, Yeah, he says, yes. He says seven years ago, he was literally shown two pages of a longer document. He knew it was longer than two pages that said this, that there were craft not made by human hands, not made on earth, that the military was in possession of. He remembers seeing that in this thing that he was Allowed to look at but he couldn't take any photographs or any notes anything Um, and he says yeah I saw that small thing now and it was from a person he said Richard Dolan said that he totally um, um, has respect for as far as uh, him telling him the truth it's almost like uh, Richard's deep throat connection to the uh, deep state he's been talking about but can't name you know for for a long time um, and then when um, I literally at one point um, Found that the memo had been leaked the Admiral Wilson memo had been leaked on uh, the internet on social media on uh, June 16th 2019 um, At seven forty-three p.m. in the evening. I Took that document and got it to Richard Dolan immediately the whole thing all 15 pages even though I had the 15 pages prior to that from grant cameron i didn't want to take the chance that someone was leaking on the internet a fake document that was very similar to the admiral wilson document uh, but might have had some uh, national security implications if i leaked um, my original document so i wanted to Stick with the one that was leaked on the Internet, which turned out eventually to be the exact same document that we had, Grant and I, for six months prior to that. But um, literally, once it was released and and Richard Dolan got it, um, that morning he came out with a, gosh, it was like a three-hour deep dive that he did on the whole subject of the Admiral Wilson memo, totally um, supporting this memo uh, because of the things that he saw seven years prior to that and the things that other people have told him um, that went along with the things that are mentioned in the memo matter of fact it was the funny not funny but what happened was that since I had sent to Richard Dolan the actual um, document itself and there's a story behind how that happened how I finally got got it out of of what it was looking like on the internet, but um, when he finally got it, he went on the internet the very next morning and did his deep dive. And the first thing he says is, "It's out. The Admiral Wilson memo has been leaked by Michael W. Hall, the attorney for <laughs> Grant Cameron." And I go, "Oh no, no, it's not me. I didn't leak it. I just sent it to you after it was leaked." on the internet so anyway it took me about 48 hours to to take myself out of the situation you know that he put me in during that time
0: but that's a great story for you for the history of ufology i think that's something that people really got to know for people who are interested in like what's really going on with like our planet and like everything it's 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 as everything because the, the memo is so loaded with everything we've always wanted to know then the backstory to finding it is so amazing and and like how it got out I love that I love that and how you and Grant Cameron and uh, Richard Dolan all played a key part in like getting this information out let me ask you this like how do you how did you get past like the names in there like was anybody like pissed at you guys or like what I mean like what like you know? well I
1: uh- obviously at first grant cameron and i are saying oh my god admiral thomas wilson is gonna blow his top as soon as we come out with something like this i mean he's the guy that's been you know basically you know outed as far as you know being interviewed by this government scientist confirming all of these things so Admiral Wilson I mean my gosh he was totally inundated when the uh, memo went public on the internet he was indeed inundated by people calling him up and trying to interview him and and he would just make no comment Uh, he would literally say it was all um, poppycock he was his favorite response (laughs) to the whole thing and then of course uh, Eric Davis the guy who literally was involved in interviewing Admiral Wilson um would only say no comment wow. which is kind of interesting because if you know anything about eric davis this guy is literally one of the sharpest knives in the drawer here um uh, a really uh incredible personality actually as well as uh incredible mind if he disagrees with you he's going to tell you um he, he is not going to hold back on anything that uh he doesn't ag- agree with or or um thinks is is being um you know pulled off behind the scenes and uh, you would think that he would come out immediately uh in this whole process uh and say and totally deny it uh and or say it's crazy you know don't even you know go there that kind of thing but he didn't do that he just said no comment
0: (laughs) so that makes me think maybe he wanted the information to get out i don't know anything about him but it makes me think he wanted the information to get out
1: You know, and and I always wondered about that as well, Robert, myself. Um, Literally, it was years after um, he interviewed the Admiral that this stuff was finally leaked. So I don't know if he he wanted it to come out at a certain time or not. But literally, um, what happened was, is that I believe, and this is confirmed by Grant Cameron now later, that the... The Pentagon themselves, Pentagon-level officers themselves, were the ones who leaked this memo to the public. Can you imagine that, indeed, if they are in a process of red-pilling the public, that would have been a major step forward in um, confirming all of the things that we have often wondered about you know, in, in this uh, memo.
0: Why are they trying to read the <clears throat> public? Why do you think they want to give a UFO disclosure? what, what do you think? That's the question. That's what I don't understand. Like, and is it a special faction of the government that's trying to give it? And maybe a faction that doesn't want it like the cabal or something like that. Yeah.
1: Very, very astute, Roger. Very astute, Robert. <laughs> very astute because I think there are some white hats in the military and the Pentagon and the, in the deep state. And I think there's some black hats. And I think there's some gray hats, and I think they're war warring among amongst one another on uh, the timing of this whole thing. But I'll tell you the bottom line: the only thing that makes sense to me is that they're, they, whoever they are, some off planet, uh, you know, source or whatever, galactic federation, whatever you want to say, have been uh, have given. A deadline, I believe, for disclosure on this planet. I believe that they have come to the point by that saying that uh, humanity has been suppressed for too, way too long. Uh, it is now time that we enter into the galactic uh, brotherhood out there, whatever it is, you know, the cosmos, and to uh, to basically grow up. And if they're been given that deadline, uh, that's saying it has to happen before such and such time, or we're going to do it, that kind of deal, um, the deep state has to get ahead of the the spin. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, of course, they all drag out the evil alien agenda during this process. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. that's what's a, what's uh, typically happening.
0: Project Bluebeam, right, where they do the fake alien invasion. Have you heard about that? Like, you know what I Yeah.
1: Mean? Of it, course. It's like, yeah. it's like,
0: it's like, it's uh, like, it's so bizarre, right? <laughs> it really is like, it's like, why are they trying to pull? I don't know, you know, and who knows what kind of tech they have, right? It's, it's insane. Like, it's like they could have, I mean, cause they always say they're what, like 50 years ahead of us, but this, this would take them thousands of years ahead of us. If they actually had reverse engineered craft that run off free energy and zero and you know, gravity that. Yeah. Well, if,
1: if we have, if we have advanced um reversed engineering uh for all these decades and stuff and and we have these arvs you know these uh, um alien reproductive or, or re-engineered vehicles ourselves like the tr3b whatever you want to call it you know those kinds of things um we're probably flying you know ufos ourselves all the time
0: yeah and
1: so they literally could probably come up with a very uh, believable project blue beam where people literally think we're being attacked by aliens from you know all around the planet uh, just to to bring people together as far as you know acquiescing to the um, uh, The one world government or whatever you want to call it so I think that's uh, where we're headed and the real interesting thing is I believe that the consciousness raising on the planet is happening much faster than the deep state thought and they're going to have a hard time convincing people to be in fear of what's happening in the
0: future i agree i totally agree i couldn't agree more i think it's i think it's a good place for us to, to i think that's really well said well can you tell everybody and thank you for doing this by the way and can you tell everybody your website uh where to find you books uh, and all that stuff
1: well oh, i appreciate it yeah robert um they can always find me on Facebook at Michael W. Hall. Um, you know, I always kind of use that as my posting for new stuff up there. I've got uh, announcements and and lots of archives up there. They can find me there. Uh, on Amazon.com is where the book is going to be published called Core Secrets. It should be out in the next couple of weeks. And uh, literally, uh, Robert, uh, your show is one of the first ones that I've been able to explain in detail uh, how Earth shaking and uh, paradigm shifting this Admiral Wilson memo is going to be is going to be. I mean literally 500 years from now, they're going to point back to this time on the planet when the actual confirmation took place that we're not alone in the universe. Wow,
0: oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> it really is, right? It's, it's the most exciting time to be alive.
1: It, I congratulate you for wanting to be born when you did.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think we all came here on a mission, you know, people like you and me, I think we came on a mission and we're, we're, this is our mission to get this information out. I think. Right? Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, exactly. There's, there's folks out there that uh, do some amazing things with the time that they've got here on the planet. And it's always fun to uh, read about them, but I tell you what, the people that are doing things like you uh, on a daily basis, you know, with your podcasts and your, you know, talking to people around the world that's going to make the difference
0: well, that that makes me feel great that, that's awesome thank you so much I, I appreciate it and i'd love to have you on again like when the book actually when comes out and stuff we can do another show you know like oh i appreciate that
1: robert thank you
0: or, or even if we if you if you can't we, we could can do another show but if i can even make a post for you and to on my, on my to my subscribers i would do that because it's i think it's that important so you know i i'd, I'd love to have you back on
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, all that you do.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Have a good night.
1: All right. You too. All right.
0: Well, thank. You.